Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Mortgage Matters with Chris. On this episode, we're delivering some more good news for home buyers as we're diving into some changes that the Federal Housing Administration has implemented on the FHA loan. Uh, this is going to be some huge savings for borrowers. But as always, uh, thank you for tuning in and don't forget to like and subscribe for more great content like this. Hey, thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's Mortgage Matters with Chris. Uh, this episode is a great one. We've got some more kind of breaking news um, and good news for home buyers. So we're really excited to dig in, uh, dig in this week. Chris, thanks for being with us here. Yeah, thanks. It's great. And thanks for all you guys joining us right now. Um, excited about today's talk because it's, you know, there's a, um, some changes coming down the pike with FHA that's going to make housing a little bit more affordable for um, some of these buyers out there that are looking to buy or some of your buyers, if you're one of our real estate agents that are watching, or if you're one of our clients watching this um, FHA change will benefit you. And in some cases, it might even benefit you more to go FHA than even go conventional in some circumstances. So excited to tune in and kind of give you some information on some of those updates. This is a great topic. Um, well, so Chris, you been in the mortgage industry for 25, over 25 years. And uh, you've done a lot of these FHA loans. Um, and so I know that you've got a lot of information to bring to the table and not just on FHA, I mean, on everything, uh, all sort of uh, government loan programs and such. Um, you know, one big theme that we're seeing this year in 2023, which you had noted in a previous episode that you know, this is a uh, kind of like a push that um, that the Federal Housing Administration seems to be making. They're very interested right now in helping, especially like first-time homebuyers and all the people who were kind of left behind during the housing rush right after the pandemic was going on. So we're seeing a lot of changes in like government policy in terms of loans. Uh, and these are good ones. And obviously this one, um, uh, you know, is one that helps uh, the home buyers, especially those first time home buyers. But it's not just first time home buyers, though. It's anyone who would be qualifying using, you know, the FHA type loan could be maybe lower income or let's be real in this market, just someone who's more middle income, but got left behind. Um, so uh, obviously starting in 2023. The big news is that FHA lowered the mortgage insurance premiums for FHA loans um, from what they were. I mean, it was a substantial drop in, in that. So, of course, can you kind of start off by just giving us an idea of what a mortgage insurance premium is? We all think of like PMI and it's like a big red flag. So yeah. break it down for us, um, just kind of the basics of what, what it is. Well, you know, with the mortgage insurance, uh, mortgage insurance premium for FHA, it, it goes with the life of the loan. So, for the for many years, the premium had been increased, and it went up to 0.855 percent, or we call it like 85 basis points. Um, recently, it just starting now, it's going to drop about 30 basis points. So it's going to 0.55. So what does that mean? It, well, it means when you're calculating your loan amount, this calculation goes to well, how much you're borrowing 
And then that payment goes on the back end of your loan on your payment. So you're going to be paying that extra money for uh, a long time. And, you know, right now, based on an average, if you're looking at homes selling for 265, 300,000, this potentially could be up to an $800 a year savings for you. So scale that if you're buying something for 500, it's going to be more than 800, obviously, right? It could be 1,000 or, you know, 1,200 if you're buying for, you know, the max FHA loan limit, it could be even more than that a year. So, you know, anywhere from, you know, $60, $70 a month to $100 a month plus in savings is making a big difference right now, especially when we saw all these rates increase. And, you know, last, it's been a roller coaster because, you know, we saw the rates start to dip down and then we just saw the rates kind of come back up a little bit. So, it's been a rate roller coaster. So any way that we can potentially put some money back into, you know, the buyer's pockets, it's going to help them afford their affordability is higher. They can afford more house, you know, the more money that we can shave off as an expense. So this will be a huge, huge deal moving forward to drop that 30 basis points or 0.3%, however you want to look at it in payment based on your mortgage. So not only does it, one, just save money over the life of the loan, but in this market where uh, home prices are, you know, a little bit more than they were pre-pandemic, it could help them potentially get into a house that maybe they wouldn't have been able to get into otherwise if we were still under that, um, uh, that 0.85% premium rate. Correct. So with lower costs, you know, you can save more on your monthly payment that requires less income to qualify for the mortgage that you want, which is a huge deal. You know, and if you look at FHA loans as a whole, you know, FHA loans can accommodate borrowers with lower credit scores, you know, and obviously lower income and less cash to close than conventional loans. So it's a big deal and it's a great program for those people that are falling to those different buckets. I mean, a lot of times, perfect credit, right? You you don't have perfect credit, 740, 750. You're in the middle of the road, somewhere around 680, 700. Well, conventional loan could cost you a lot of money with the interest rate hits you get based on the pricing. And now with this additional, and, and part of the thing is most people like to go conventional because that PMI payment falls off quicker. Um, and in their head, they think, okay, well, I don't want to have this FHA has the MI forever. But now with this reduction, um, it makes it look a little bit better, and especially where you're not getting hit for the interest rates um, with your interest rate that we give you based on your FICO score. So again, FHA is really there for those borrowers with the lower scores, with um, the lower income, and even the borrowers that have less cash to close, which is going to be a huge deal. I mean, if you go from going with a conventional loan of putting 5% down to going FHA to 3.5% down, when you really add up, you know, that percent and a half on a $500,000 loan, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So, you know, six, seven grand that you don't have to come out of pocket. Chris, there's a, um, I don't know, a lot of, I guess, alarms that go off in some people's minds, like misunderstanding when they think of government loans. Uh, FHA loans certainly fit into this, but we see this also with veteran loans, maybe USDA loans, um, loans that are government-backed. Uh, it's almost as if some uh, real estate agents want to stay away from it because they're worried. Can you address on that a little bit? We do a lot of myth-busting here. 
and we've yeah, and this myth so many times. So can it, you touch on that? You know, I know that a lot of times the government loans are a little bit tighter on their appraisals, um, which scare a lot of agents in some cases, or maybe in some cases, agents think that they're just a less solid borrower, which is definitely not the fact. Um, I've had really good borrowers go FHA just because they saved more money with the rate, even with the mortgage insurance premium. And it just made more sense for them. For example, if you have a borrower with just, let's say the baseline rate is six and a half, that's somewhere around where it is today, right? And you go with a conventional loan and you have a 680 score, well, your, your rate might be seven and a quarter because you get these bumps on your interest rate. Now, that same borrower's you know, solid credit, 680 is not horrible. I mean, it's not the best, but it's not horrible. And good, solid, pay their bills. You know, they're, they're good on different things. Now, you give them an FHA rate, just say that, again, that, that um, baseline rate is six and a half with FHA. Well, that's saving someone hundreds, uh, hundreds of dollars a month. So for us to bring that borrower, a lot of times I've had these conversations with realtors where I say, listen, he can go F, he can go conventional, but it's in our buyer's best interest to go FHA. Now, let's talk about the second part of that, where a lot of agents will get squeamish on government loans, and that's based on the appraisal because they hear or they're told that oh, you don't want to deal with that. You know, the house might not qualify for FHA. Well, there's a few different things that change between the conventional. You have to have a working house, even with a conventional loan. You know, the thing can't be falling down. But um, I know a lot of these different states, for example, where I'm from in the Northeast, these houses are hundreds of years old, some of these houses, or 60, 70, and some of the code is off to where the code is now. Um, and I'll give in you- the Midwest as well. Correct. Okay. So I'll give you a few examples. Lead paint is a big one, or flaky paint on, on walls. Up north, you see a lot of houses with peeling paint, stuff like that. That has to be cured, and they're a little strict on that. Another big thing is, especially in the Northeast is having these older houses, railings. That was always something we combat against is, you know, you go look at a house that didn't have a railing going into the basement or a railing going up the stairs and it was an easy fix. So the seller would have to just literally just put a makeshift railing into the house that was fastened to the house, to the wall. And it worked. It didn't have to really look pretty, just got the job done. And then the buyer who came in could put whatever they want into it. Um, the other thing with government loans is the um, appliances have to work. And in most cases, they do in all these houses. So the especially here in Florida, most of these houses, I mean, especially Mindy, where we live, are under 20 years old in some cases. So they're up to code with everything. Um, and I haven't had one issue with an FHA loan here in Florida at all. But yet a lot of agents are, you know, gun shy of them. And I... I, my job is to educate, you know, the borrowers and the clients to be like, listen, let me walk you through. Does the house have this issue in it? No. Does it have any of these issues? One, two, three, four? No. Well, then we might not have an issue with an FHA loan. So what are your other concerns to why you wouldn't want this borrower to do an FHA loan? And we get through it for the most part. Now, what happened during COVID was just, it was a seller's market, 100%. They didn't want to deal with any aggravation, so they just basically wanted either a cash buyer or the cleanest borrower they could have, which I think was, I think it's coming back to bite them now because now it's, you know, the buyers have a little bit more leverage now and and those agents are using that um, to their favor with their borrowers and negotiating more and stuff because they remember the pain, I guess they felt. But 
that being said, FHA is a great loan. I mean, this is a program that helps people, stimulates the market, brings us more buyers to buy these properties. So you're not shrinking your buying pool, which was what we don't want to, you don't want just the haves to be able to buy houses. You want everybody to have the opportunity for the quote unquote American dream, right? Um, to have a house. During the, you know, kind of over the holidays, or I would say fall, last fall, the holidays and such, I mean, there were a lot of homes that were sitting and, you know, people who were open minded to uh, people with the FHA loan or just a government loan in general, they got more offers on the house just because it opens up to more uh, buyers, period. And that's a great thing for someone who wants to sell their house. Correct. You know, Chris, I'm always amazed um, the how often I think it's becoming a little bit better now, uh, especially with as much education that we've been doing on it. But how quickly um, some are to reject a veteran loan, a VA loan. I mean, this is someone who served our country and talk about a slap in the face because you're worried that it might not be, as you said, a clean, you know, a clean loan. Um you know, we'll we'll keep beating the drum on this and telling people that, no, these are good loans, especially here in Florida, but anywhere across the United States, yeah. these are I mean, borrowers. One of the big things with the VA loan that's a little different than anything else is it needs a pest inspection. Uh, most houses don't. I mean, some people get it anyways, but, um, you know, it's really nothing out of the ordinary. They just require a pest inspection. And... Um, and as long as there's no termites in the house, they're going to be found with a home inspection anyways. And I don't know if the reason is, is because it's 100% financing. I'm not sure what the reason is, but I can tell you it's one of the easiest easiest uh, loan programs to underwrite. Um, they We look to really help our veterans get into homes, and it's one of probably the best program, I, I believe, if you qualify for a VA loan. And it's the most underused loan, uh, believe it or not, because there's not enough information and education on it. I'd love to encourage any realtors that may listen to our podcast. If you guys would love to do like a 20, 30 minute, you know, in-depth um, topic on VA loans and how they work, I'd love to do it vir virtually or in person, um, as long as you're here where I am uh, or in any of the other um, areas that I work out of when I'm there. I'd love to do the presentation just so you can have a really good understanding on what the VA loan offers our veterans and how they work so you have a good understanding of it because you may find out that you want to be a, a, v, a veteran specialist because that could be a niche for you as an agent. Or if you're a veteran listening to this, I mean, take advantage of that loan program because there's no better loan program with better rates out there. It's definitely what you want to use. Hey, Chris, can you tell us a little bit, since we were talking about uh, PMI or um, the mortgage insurance premium for F, uh, FHA loans, can you tell us what PMI looks like on, say, a conventional loan? Um, again, there's there's a lot of red flags that when people think of PMI, it's like this horrible thing. So can you kind of break down some of those barriers on what it looks like for a conventional loan? So. So what with a conventional loan, it's a little different because it's all on the back end. It's on, on your payment. Where with FHA, there's a portion of it that goes onto the back the, the back end of your loan. So it cushions and makes that monthly payment smaller. Uh, with, with, our, with our regular conventional loans, it's a little bit different because it, it ranges and it changes. So here's a good range on where it goes from 0.58 to about 1.86. 
of the original loan amount a year. That's kind of the spread. And and let me share with you guys, so I know that's going to be confusing. 0.56 of the loan amount monthly to 1.86. Yes, I know it's a little bit, but that it's all determined on your credit scores. So it's really credit driven. Um, the better your credit scores, the lower that PMI payment's going to be. And then also what's prorated is how much money you're putting down on the loan. So there's two things, right? Credit driven, the better your credit score, the less that's going to be. And then two, it's based on how much money you're putting down, how much risk the bank is taking. So if you do the minimum amount down 5%, well, it's going to be at the max of what you are based for your credit score, your credit rating, okay? And in increments of 5%, it gets prorated for your benefit. So if you put 10% down, it's going to be less. If you put 15% down, it's going to be less. And if you put more than 20% down, you will not have PMI. You do not get that option with FHA. You're going to have PMI no matter what. So again, it ranges. So I can't sit here and say to everybody listening, you're going to be at 0.6 or 0.7. You're going to go from 0.5, a6, which is the FHA, what it just changed to. So that's if you got perfect credit, right? So just remember this. So that's probably like a 740 score better. You're going to get that lower end. But chances are you're going to fall somewhere in between and get to that 1.86 amount, especially if you're purchasing the home and you're only putting 5% down. A few years ago, I'll still remember this, when I owned a home in central Illinois, uh, you know, the home was so cheap, right? And I was so worried because it was my first home I ever bought and everyone was like, you don't want to have that PMI, you don't want to have. Um, well, I didn't, I mean, at the time I didn't have 20% to put down. And I remember sitting there um, in the lender's office asking about PMI and he's like, he looked and he goes, oh yeah, it's $15 on your home. And I was like, that's it? Like, I was worried. All that. I was gonna I've put worried more than $15. So. Yeah, you know, and that's why I tell people that as well. So you buy a $500,000 house at 5%, right? It's 25 grand. Now, if your MI payment is 150 bucks a month, do you wanna put 10% down? Take that 25 grand to save yourself, you know, 150 bucks, uh, 1500 bucks or whatever it is a year. Or do you want to keep the 25 grand as a safety net or if it's earning you money on the back end now? Now you can even go further and say, do you want to put 20% down, which is 100 grand to save that money a month? You know, again, 20%, $100,000 can earn you, you know, with some kind of, um, again, I'm not a financial planner, but let's just say on a, middle of the road scale of seven, eight percent a year, right? That's seven, eight grand. Your PMI is not going to be that high. I think your money working for you and in a vehicle is much better than giving it to the bank to work with that money. Um, completely up to you though. I get it. A lot of people just don't want the extra expense. Um, and there are some cases where that could be tax deductible as well. I'm not again, I'm not a also I'm not a CPA, but that's something you can discuss with your uh, your accountant. But the way I look at it is if you could put 5% down and have a minimum payment because you have good credit scores, hey, I'd rather have my money in my bank making me money than giving it out to someone else and I have it. I have cash on hand if I need it. But um, that's a discussion we can have as well with anybody. But PMI is a, it's a, it could be a necessary evil if you don't have a lot of money to put down. This enables you to buy a house without having to put 20% down. So there's a price to pay for the bank to take a risk. So for example, if you only put 5% down, 
what that what that mortgage insurance will cover it will cover that 20% of equity for the bank so even if you were to foreclose at least they could get that top front 20% even if they lost a little money on the back end so you just basically not basically you are paying for insurance for the bank because they're taking a high risk to lend you the money on the house and you're not putting a lot of, enough down for them to cover it in the case that they need to, to foreclose and sell. Now, the the banks, you know, amongst popular belief, do not want to be in the real estate business. They do not want to foreclose on your house. They do not want to be sitting on properties and they do not want to sell your property. They rather you take the mortgage you can afford it and you pay for it and they make interest. That's where they make their money. So necessary evil, you have a PMI payment. The good news is if you go FHA, it just got reduced by 0.3%, which could be could be at least, you know, 800 plus dollars a year in savings. So what I would recommend is anybody who is out there that maybe didn't get approved over the last year because of prices and rates, that would be a good time for you guys to come back out, get your buyers back to get look, take a look and see if they are approved now for the same amount or maybe a little more um, because there's there's going to be some savings. And Chris, you're accepting applications immediately under these new rates for FHA. We are, even though I think May 20th is the true date. But yes, um, we are starting anything coming in now. It's going to be based on uh, the new the new rate of point uh, point five five. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much for taking the time to share with all us all this information. As a reminder to everyone, um, if you want to check this out later, um, you can either on your favorite podcast platform, we upload all of these uh, there. And you can also, if you want to see the visual, check it out on YouTube later as well. Um, the YouTube is Chris Galley, uh, Mortgage Dreams. And then, of course, the podcast is Mortgage Matters. So we'll have these on there. And you can find it on Facebook later, as always. Um, we got every platform rolling right now. So, uh, yeah. So, Chris, thanks so much for being Thank here you. today. And next week, we'll be back, same time, same place, with another uh, topic. Let's hope that we can keep this uh, good news for homebuyers on a good roll, news. right? Mul multiple yes. weeks of good news. So, Chris, thank you. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Thank you. We'll see you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye now.